I'm Nick Filardi. I'm Jason Thielbar. Welcome to the world's second finest podcast. Today, we're talking about Batman Adventures 18 that came out February 1994. Can I just say something on my own podcast? Can I say a thing, Jason? Can I? I mean, I've been waiting on a letter from your lawyer, but I suppose I'll allow this one time until it's legally allowed. I don't think Mike Parobek likes to draw Batgirl, or at least he isn't given a whole lot of direction as to how to draw Batgirl. That's fair. She's in this issue. It's a Batgirl and Robin issue. A casual take. A lukewarm take. That's fair. Do you do you think it's because of our, our since recorded and released holiday episode that we got to experience a Bruce Tim Batgirl? And no offense to Mike Prowerbeck or anything, but it's kind of like the difference between like uh, an NBA legend and a guy who's like really good yes. and has a you yes. know like. Bruce Tim obviously going to crush it every time. Yeah. But I think it's I don't know if Batgirl's necessarily on the show a whole lot right now at the time that we're reading this in February 1994. The holiday yeah. issue came out in 95. So maybe Batgirl's showing up a little bit more, but Mike oh, doesn't okay. know yeah, exactly. Like he doesn't have the character sheet. He doesn't know exactly how she should look in the world kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. She was more of a special guest up to that point in the animated yeah, series. Right. It was like, a, hey, so here's Batgirl. For, it yeah. feels like Parabek is kind of flying by the seat of his pants when it comes to the Batgirl design in general. Yeah. When we read this issue. Yeah. But yeah, what did you, yeah. you think of the issue? I really liked it. I really liked it. We'll We'll get into it more, but I really thought it was funny how like, there, there, there was that scene where Robin just in a second, like, beats the crap out of like three guys. And he's like <laughs> carrying like three adult males out of an alley in front of Barbara. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, God yeah. damn, Dick. I mean, if I was Barbara, I'd be like, hello, look at, you know, and then, you <laughs> know, right, they right, continue right. with that. <laughs> well, what? Let's, I mean. OK, yes. 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 If a, if a man lifts three other men. Yes, I am going to take notice. <laughs> yeah, and a young man dressed up in a costume. That okay. confidence. All right, all right, simmer you know? down. <laughs> Shadow of the Bat 25 was on stands. It's labeled as Night Quest the Crusade with Alan Grant writing and Brent Blevins on pencils. Uh, real quick, Poe Buddy's nerfed. All right, man. <laughs> like, I think that yeah. I said that in the previous episode, I think I said that we were on Shadow of the Bat 30. We were not on Shadow of the Bat 30. When I looked at my show notes later, I was like, that's just wrong. It was Shadow of the Bat 24 in the previous episode. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It stars with a new to me villain called the Corrosive Man locked in an alkaline sprayed prison in order to counteract his powers. He ends up escaping with, you guessed it, corrosive powers. Someone should have prepared for that. We get introduced to <laughs> Joe Public. It's important that we drill down on Joe Public because he's front and center in this issue. He's so important. DC actually doesn't think he's important because his origin issue isn't on the app, hasn't been reprinted. His first appearance was in the Shadow of the Bat annual connected to the Bloodlines event. If you remember, we covered a Bloodlines book, but not this particular Bloodlines book. 
It was an event where aliens were eating people, but also giving them powers while doing that, I guess. It seemed kind of vague. He's dressed like a cross between Captain America and the leather guy from the village people. Well, and uh, American flag. And um, he kind of looks like American flag. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the Ch- Chinkin uh, uh, hero. At this point, I'd like to concede that maybe DC was right and we should never talk about bloodlines again. Joe <laughs> Pub breaks up some street level violence using his powers to absorb another person's strength which will double his own. John Paul Batman helps out a bit and then snubs Joe Public trying to chat about being a hero. John Paul Batman goes to fight Corrosive Man and gets his butt kicked. Joe Pub catches up to him and is like, hey, let's solve this crime together. John Paul then ditches him a second time and for a second time gets his butt kicked by the Corrosive Man. Joe Pub saves him by absorbing the Corrosive Man's power long enough to get John Paul to dump a bunch of sand on him. Then John Paul is like, give up on the hero business, idiot, to, to Joe Public before working out a few suit upgrades that I don't understand because across three artists, the suit looks a lot different anyway. They showed us the reveal of yeah. the suit and I was like, I don't I don't understand what changed. It's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I'll always love the 90s. Uh, <laughs> the not only pouches, you know. I love yeah. give me all the pouches. A costume sure. should just be all. Pou- you know what? I, I should create a character where his costume is just all pouches. Well, did you see covered Rob pouches. Liefeld did that as like a as like a joke a few years ago, four or five years ago, just made the pouch. And it was like a pouch <laughs> covered in pouches. <laughs> all right. All right. I got get You got to hand it to him for that, at least. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's it pretty was pretty funny. good. I mean, um, he's a. He's a dipshit, but it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I felt like I was supposed to notice something different in the costume. And I'm just right. like, and my my thinking was that there was like a slight variation of a new toy that was going to come out. Maybe, you know, but like, like I, yeah, I was staring at the costume because they this big splash at the end. Right. And they make a big deal of like he's working on the costume and there's a big splash at yeah. the end. And I'm like sitting there looking at it and I'm like. I guess the gauntlets are kind of different, but maybe that's just artistic style. I can't really like I couldn't parse it, you know? Yeah, well, you were more into this than than I was. Um, But like, especially in the 90s, like if, if my memory serves me correctly, both Marvel and DC, like they found like this great new revenue stream after losing a bunch of people to kind of the crash, you know, in toys like toys yeah, became for like, sure a way they they supplemented Toys. their comic books trading cards too yeah yeah and so like i, I just kind of wonder there was an ad for in in this batman adventures issue 18 there was an ad for uh sandman trading cards that i thought was like kind of funny because like i don't know who want like sandman is definitely a book for adults and i don't know who's buying trading cards of like stuff from the sandman i i don't know if you gave me a month and whatever my paychecks are uh for a month i could write and put together a very funny i think and good sandman world like trading card set because it would (laughs) all be like like i would have like power levels but the power levels would have to do with like mopiness 
you know, <laughs> and how one character maybe makes another character feel more depressed if they're, you know, <laughs> right. just be. Right. I was like, yeah. I was like, who's buying these? No offense to the Sandman, but it's not like a punchy action cover in chrome all the pouches kind of book like it's yeah, like yeah. hey we're gonna sit on a bench and have a conversation there's six trading cards in that it's like no no <laughs> yeah yeah it's like oh here's here's all my brothers and sisters we're all um higher than uh gods because we're concepts you yeah. know it's like that's like yeah here but here's a trading card about it for you know morpheus bats like you know 382 you know what i mean like what whatever the fuck like yeah oh man like well i'm glad we got to talk about sandman instead of shadow of the bat 25 because it was not very good it wasn't very good but i do i do want to give a a special shout out though to uh the artist to brent blevins because it looked like to me in as in every scene with corrosive man especially like when his like power kicked in it looked like to me he was having so much fun being like I'm going to draw a Bernie Wrightson style monster. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bernie Wrightson as I can get away with and like within his own thing too. But like, it just looked very much like he, the, it looked like the artist just really wished it was just mostly the corrosive man walking around, just fucking shit up. Yeah. Right. Like those, dude, that would have been a better book. I would have, I would have enjoyed that book. (laughs) Those were the parts I, my, my experience with this book was like at the beginning with like the corrosive man and his like monologue in his head. Right. I was like, oh, this is so cheesy. I'm in. And then it gets uh, the cheesiness of uh, Joe Public, which was so fucking dumb, but I loved it because he's a football coach and all his lines are like football coaches. Oh, man, I was acting like a non-starter out there. Like, Uh, but but then Jean-Paul Batman shows up and I'm like, ah, you lost me again. Yeah, you lost me. He he really brought this book down. Yeah, also, this is Batman prop. This is another. Book, this is another book where, like, this is a Batman book, and Batman doesn't do anything, and it it's just like he's just there. Like Joe Public was the one who saved Batman in it. Like, yeah, Batman did not need to be in this book. If you took Batman out yeah. of this book, it would just be Joe Public and Corrosive Man, and it would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, and it's. <laughs> And he's the only one who actually cared, you know, because, like, yeah. you know, Jean-Paul Batman's like, oh, this guy's a monster. And Joe Public's like, hey, friend, you look like you're in pain. We right. should get you help, which yeah. is also, you know, it's dumb, but like it's dumb in that like in that comic book way that I love. You know, it's right, like you have right. to show the hero being like the very best of, of, of us. You know, there's one thing I want to mention about Corrosive Man. He is apparently somehow connected to cadaver which was like an over-the-top death-obsessed villain who was totally awesome from shadow (laughs) of the bat from uh, i think like 10 issues ago but like super fun very good uh this was when bane was running his gambit and you know he was on the loose and it was like shadow of the bat wasn't nightfall yet but we're like right on the edge it was like during that time yeah i i really like cadaver I don't know what Corrosive Man's connection is to Cadaver, but they mentioned it briefly and I kind of wanted to look into it a little bit. But instead, Jason, instead, I drilled down on Joe Public because I was like, this guy's terrible. I wonder (laughs) how many comics he's been in. So I looked it up 
and they tried to make bloodlines happen. They really tried. They tried three different blood related titles of like these specials with these new heroes and none of it caught on. Basically none of it. (laughs) And then there's like Joe public shows up again. He has a couple cameo appearances in like a, a later shadow of the bat. Like I think 50 or 60 or something like that. And then one other comic book. Oh, he's in, um, uh, Maybe a showcase. I can't remember. But then that's it. He's gone forever. I feel like DC was really trying to make like, we're going to make heroes for the next generation. And then they put these books out and then they were like, oh, shit, nobody likes this. Yeah, well, because it's Joe Public seemed exactly like the kind of character that someone it created in the 90s who was maybe in their early or mid 50s and were like, this is what kids like, right? And it's like no no no, no. <laughs> they like coaches <laughs> right <laughs> yeah like maybe maybe in 1965 like you're living in freaking schenectady and like you're still going down to the malt shop to buy your right, fucking comic right, books right, like right. you sure uh, it's like uh i i thought his power was cool but like i don't know parasites out there like with the same power it's like who cares i don't know I'd rather yeah. read a parasite story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, parasite like the um the manga? The no, like the Superman villain. <laughs> no, no, fucking, I know. you're I fucking know. with I me. Just, come on, come on. I just, yeah, I just, Jason, look, game face, game face. <laughs> I just, I, I just wanted this. I, I just wanted to. Uh, I just wanted to bring up the manga, which I want to read again, and also the anime. And oh my god, if nobody's ever heard the theme music for the parasite anime. Just go into YouTube and get ready for some just amazing Japanese speed metal. Like, just the most epic, high pit. Like, it's so good. I love it. It'll get you pumped. Oh, man. It gets me pumped just thinking about it. You know what? They don't don't need to do that. Because I'm going to put a little bit right here. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Shadow of the Bat 25 aside, let's get into the, the real meat and potatoes here. Uh, Batman the Detective. Knight's Quest of Crusade continues in Batman 505, written by Doug Munch, penciled by Mike Manley. With the Catwoman story wrapped up, this starts a new one. John Paul Batman is at the scene of a murder where a family of five were flayed. DC doesn't go for it, though. We just get some like ketchup like blood stains splattered everywhere. Comics code. Yeah. We get a piece of what might be the entire reason why we're even in Knight's Quest. Jean Paul sees a vision of Saint Dumas at the crime scene and a vision of Azriel, the Azriel that his father was. They are both implanted in his brain from the brainwashing of the system that he underwent as a child. They are arguing. St. Dumas is like, this Batman stuff rips. Keep doing it. No one ever asks me what I think. And then his dad's like, nuts to that. Let's start racking up a body count. They fight. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I love I, I love the uh, nuts to that. Let's start racking up a body count. Like, holy shit. Like speaking, speaking of speed metal, like we 
we know enough musicians. We should we should start a speed metal band called About that, Asriel? or at least to have a song, or like just with. I, I just want to make a song called "Nuts to That." Let's start racking up a body. Count. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, anyway, they the visions that Jean Paul Batman is having of Saint Dumas and his father as Azrael are now full on fighting in the room, like. Like, like they're actually fist. They're not there, but they're fist fighting in his brain. Ghost fist fighting. Yeah, yeah. We get a little conflict. We get a little stakes. Uh, you know, they fight. Dumas sets Azriel on fire. So I guess he's winning for now, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. We get uh, uh, introduced to a new to me villain named Abator who is a, a fa- which is a fancy term for a slaughterhouse. He's a serial killer cannibal who specifically kills and eats only his own family at gunpoint. Oh, wait, he eats them too? Yeah, did you not pick that up? No, no, I did yeah, not pick he's up like, the cannibal He's part. like, when he's introduced, he's like sucking the marrow from the bones. Like he's, he, to acquire their power. It's, Jason, it's fucking but, nuts. It's great. This isn't, <laughs> This isn't unique to um, this isn't unique to the comics code, but I think it's somewhat unique to America where this kind of shit makes me laugh because it's like, oh, yeah, we can have a fucking cannibal and a serial killer in a book, but you better not show a tit and you better not say the word fuck or else that is going to be too much and traumatize our children. Yeah, well, Jason, you just traumatized me and you just you just swept the comics code right off of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Listen, Nick, our entire friendship has been me traumatizing you, okay? That's how we work. So anyway, anyway, he's a serial killer who, uh, cannibal, who specifically kills and eats his own family. At gunpoint, kidnaps his cousin and a busload of orphans that the cousin was taking on a camping trip. Jean-Paul Batman catches up with them in the snow. I don't know why they're going camping in the snow, but whatever. It's fine. Don't worry. Don't think about it. Um. John Paul Batman catches up with them. He punches the guy a lot. Everyone's screaming. Who's driving the bus? It almost goes over the edge. John Paul Batman saves everyone. Abertura gets away. John Paul is, is still tinkering on his suit at the end. That is Batman 505. What do you think, Jason? Um, for the first thing that jumped out to me was, which is uh, the fucking Kelly Jones cover. I mean, Kelly yeah. Jones always kills it, but when he kills it, even for him, it's like, goddamn! I just, yeah. it's just, it's just so, so, so good. And the, and the interior art too, like Mike Manley, just fucking pro He's, man. Yeah. Like, doing a good job. Fucking pro. The, the story was, it's so over the top. I liked it more than, than shadow. Yeah. Uh, but. That's about all like I could it, the right, over the topness right. of the school bus full of fucking kids. It's and the, so like, stupid. <laughs> but but like Mike Manley's art carried it. And like the, yeah. the story was I think I have to imagine that 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 Doug Munch like knew how silly, you know, what I mean, like yeah, he's, he's yeah. been writing for so long at this point. He's like, yeah, bus full of kids. What like you said, like, he's no, having you know fun. What? Out we're there. not going to think about it too much. Yeah. We're like, we're not going to think about it too much. Snowstorm be a cool scene bus full of orphans going to camp you know fuck it but yeah other than that the the, i'm sorry that i i'm now talking myself 
more into like to enjoying uh, this issue <laughs> and and mostly because of the ghost fight because yeah. it it's so it's so it's supposed to be dramatic you know right but it's like it's like when you see a clip of like how to put it like people are obviously pretending at it but it's like when you see a clip of someone who is not a good actor trying to do a very serious scene from like a play Sure. And you're just like they're like really overacting oh. and hamming it up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and if like you, and you the, s- the opening you scene c- where the where Dumas and Azriel are fighting in uh, Jean Paul Batman's brain felt like that. Everyone was overacting. Everyone was trying to be the biggest personality in the room. And then yeah, yeah. The whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, they're in a he's in a crime scene before the police show up. Like there's yeah, there's yeah. five bodies here and the place is covered in blood <laughs> and he's like having yeah. this like vision in the middle of the living room. I'm just what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> I, I at least I at least had I had a lot of fun with this issue, though. Yeah. I, in comparison I, to uh, Shadow. I usually don't go for. Um, I usually don't go for serial killer villains. I find them super boring. Usually yeah. when serial killers are the villain of the week on X-Files, I'm just like, eh, whatever. And like, it's, yeah. the, it's the same kind of vibe. Cause like, I want the weird stuff and like serial killer in Batman. Eh, who cares? I want Clayface. Well, yeah. I want the Joker, you know, like whatever. Yeah. It's like, it, but, it's like the whole, the, the whole Grant Morrison idea of like, Hey, it's a comic book. We should, we should go nuts with it because right. it's, we have a relatively uh, low barrier to doing crazy shit. So we yeah. should just do a bunch of crazy shit. However, when Avatar was in like his crypt or whatever, where he was like <laughs> hatching his plan and he was like sucking the marrow from the bones, I was like, I'm kind of on board with this. I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> all right. Let's see where this goes. Yeah, I, can, I can't believe I didn't catch that. I'm so I'm so disappointed in myself. That was, was pretty, pretty blatant, <laughs> you know. But yeah, yeah, I think I think yeah, you and me seem to be on the same wavelength of uh of like sure. this where it's like you know, we're like, yeah, we know it's not great. It's not good, but it's not great comics, but it's fun. Yeah, it's still a lot of fun. It's like it's like a ride at a low rent like traveling carnival or something. You go on it, you know it's not going to be really great, but you're like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck it. It's here. It's fun enough." Like had a good yeah, time, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Night Quest the Crusade continues in Detective Comics 672, written by Chuck Dixon and penciled by Graham Nolan. Speaking of Poe Buddy's Nerfict, I yeah. accidentally attributed a lot of this issue to the last issue in our previous pod. Oh. The uh, storyboards of the gang of, of Batman being murdered is it actually in this issue. Uh, as oh, is I thought I just missed jo- that when you mentioned it. I, as is Joker, like getting new. This is see this, Jason. This is what happens when I read ahead. I ca- I cannot read ahead <laughs> because it will just blur and compact in my mind. Anyway, the point is, Hobarty's nerfect. <laughs> this is a continuation of the Joker made makes a movie called The Death of Batman Story. We pick up where we left off. Robin's falling from the fifth story window. Jean-Paul Batman grapples into action, saves him. Joker hates it because for his movie, he wanted Batman to lose Robin. Once on the ground, Jean-Paul realizes 
it's not actually Robin, it's the co-ed Cindy. Joker dressed her in a homemade Robin suit. The studio gives Joker more money. Jean-Paul tries to do detective work on the Joker, which is like kind of sad and weird, but whatever, it's fine. Joker puts on a puts out a promo poster for the death of Batman. It has a great line pulled from the 1978 Superman poster. Uh, the that Superman poster says, uh, "You'll believe a man can fly," and then this one yeah. Joker wrote on it, "You'll believe a Batman can die." It's very good. The po- the poster is very very good. Police attend the Joker's preview screening, only to be shot at by an automated gun. Jean Paul tracks the Joker down to an old movie lot. Dodges some great traps in there before getting knocked out. All the traps are movie themed. We'll talk about them in a second. He eventually gets knocked out, comes to Cindy is suspended upside down in a tank of water that is filling up. She will eventually drown in Jean-Paul is chained to the floor. The last page of this book is absolutely pitch perfect. Fantastic. With the Joker in a white suit with a frown on his face saying of all the gin joints and all the towns and all the world. You walked into mine. Jason, what do yep. you think of Detective Comics 672? I actually I fucking loved it. I loved it. I love uh, I love Graham Nolan's. Um, I just realized in flipping back through it and like having it in front of me again that I think Graham Nolan seems to um, agree that the best way to draw a Joker is like Brian Boland did in, yeah. in The Killing Joke. Same you know, same vibes um, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it is, it's just, it's just such a perfect, like, it's that great, like what makes the Joker, like to me, a really interesting villain is when he's more like this, you know? Yeah. Be- because it's, you, you never know, it's supposed to be, you never know when he's being serious, you know, right. like when he's going through all the obvious booby traps and like, there's like rubber alligators and shit, like they're not real, but right. then like he almost gets smushed by a Godzilla foot, you know? And, right. and it's that right. like. It's it's that tension that makes the Joker such a great villain is that it's all like funny and like fake guns until it's a real gun and he really is going to murder you. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, exactly. Like, jo- like Joker, like Joker's not that like his character isn't like, oh, I'm just like, I don't mean no harm. I'm just having fun. It's like, oh, no, no I'm going to have fun, but also murder you as well. Right. Right. You know, and which is Joker um, is definitely having fun through this issue. Like, yeah, he is requesting more money at gunpoint to the studio execs like, he's, yeah, how, how he doesn't he doesn't agree until he gets the gun pointed at his head. And he's like, I suppose yeah. we could do five million. Uh, he again, uh, like low hanging fruit, Chuck Dixon, but very, very like pick that low hanging fruit, man. Batman saves the fake Robin that was like plummeting to its doom. And Joker wanted Robin to die there and Batman to be all tore up. And so he's like, he's there with the camera crew and he smacks the camera operator and he's like, cut, cut, all wrong, <laughs> all wrong. It's just like you. And in that moment, it's like, oh, he's having fun. He's committed to the bit. But it's like, is he going to murder that camera guy? He might murder that camera guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just so, yeah, it's so wild and over the top. And it's it's done like, again, like the art, the art honestly really make it makes it sing. For yeah, me. like I think 100%. That, like, I mean, yeah. Graham Nolan. And to be fi- yeah. MVP, man, like his his stuff is so good. And and to give like, you know, like I think Chuck, Dix- Chuck Dixon also wrote a really fun story. And Chuck Dixon is like, 
he he is a very good writer and he understands like where and like what beats to hit and you mm-hmm. know and he understands the characters really well but i think that like you know graham having graham nolan is like it's like if i was a singer and uh, a singer uh, uh, a guitar player and i had a very very good drummer you know it's like right. oh i can i can just write anything and it's gonna sound it's great gonna because sound this good. guy yeah. Yeah, is yeah, gonna yeah. do the heavy lifting for me and i think this is like a pretty good story uh written on the page but then the art just like puts it way, way over, over the, the top. top yeah yeah you know absolutely yeah, I, absolutely I, i'm loving this arc absolutely freaking loving this arc all right let's uh talk about some batman adventures batman adventures <laughs> sorry Batman adventures issue 18 written by kelly puckett penciled by mike parlbeck inked by rick burchett colored by rick taylor lettered by richard starkings of comic craft edited by scott peterson with an assist from darren vincenzo Whew. this uh is the return of batgirl we have batgirl and robin on the cover it's kind of a weird cover not my favorite of the series so far um there's some like weird tangents going on it's hard to describe without like seeing the cover in front of you yeah yeah just like they look a little too gummy like mike parlbeck does a lot of squash and stretch but this cover man i don't know man it did not click for me well i i agree but also i always give it like I always like to use the analogy of, you know, Steph Curry isn't going to hit every three, but when he misses, it's still kind of shocking, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're like, I, I know you can't be 100 percent, but let's just. You know, yeah, it feels yeah. like you are, you know, so, yeah, so, it, it makes a, it makes a mediocre thing like that, much like glaring, like, oh, God, yes. it's not perfect this time. Yes. Uh, so we start the issue with uh, Batgirl packing her her suitcase for college she's got her class schedule for gotham university she's closing her suitcase she's bringing her batgirl costume it's not clear if it's like the actual animated series batgirl yet i think it's Mm. still i think she's still kind of like doing her own thing kind of thing from uh batman adventures 12 was the harley quinn issue yeah yes yeah so I don't know if she's doing her own thing or not. They expound upon that a little bit later. But alongside of her packing that suitcase is a gangster packing a suitcase in a red suit. And it is just full of dynamite. All the dynamite you can possibly put into an entire suitcase. (laughs) Delicious, delicious looking dynamite. Yeah, yeah. They look like hot dogs, Mm. you know. (laughs) (laughs) He's putting in a timer. And it's it's clicking down. Yep. We turn the page and we get decision day. Act one eyewitness and Barbara Gordon's there in the police station. You know, uh, Gordon, the commissioner's there. And we see the same guy in the red suit with his suitcase. They were planning to bomb the police headquarters. Yeah. And I do love I just want to like this is one of the few or at least it it, it feels like 
this is the first time in a while in Batman Adventures that the first page wasn't like some big action splash page. Yeah, yeah. They slowed you know? down a little bit. We got like kind of like a little setup before we got the actual act and uh, structure yeah. to it, um, which is fine. It still worked. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and and, and I do I, I, I do love the um, I honestly like he did and I'm staring at the, you know, the splash page right now of like the uh barbara gordon being very clearly like the all-american girl like yeah red hair but big but big smile and it's okay daddy you take your time i'm just yeah. waiting here for my i, Man, I just I, the, the, uh, I don't know did you, i was you, you i was a little it? medium on barbara gordon through this issue i was a little medium on not i think All when right. the action gets started it's pretty great but she's drawn so weird I, there's something about the way Parobek is drawing Batgirl where it doesn't look like Batgirl to me. It looks just like a random person, you know? Well, you're sort of getting a, an uncanny valley feeling. It's like, I know this is supposed to be Batgirl, but this doesn't feel like Batgirl to me. Right. Yeah. Is, is yeah. Kinda, it's, yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's odd. I can, but she's I can see to, that. I can see she's that. She's also supposed to be younger. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving it too much crap, but I don't know. Eh. Anyway. Eh. We, we turn the page and, you know, cops are talking and she's waiting for her dad. And uh, she notices that a guy's checking out the wanted posters. The, the gangster in the red suit with the bomb puts down his briefcase and then he starts leaving the police station. And Barbara Gordon is like, oh, yeah, that brief briefcase. I'm going to bring it back to that guy. So she picks it up because she's like, he forgot it. And then yeah, she's a good kid because she's a good kid. She's a good kid. She finds him in the street and he's she's like, hey, mister, you dropped your briefcase. And he's like flipping the fuck out, running away. And she's like and the guy's like, get in here, you idiot. It's going to blow. And Barbara's like holding it. And she's like, blow. And she like runs into an alley, chucks it into the alley, hides behind a, a, a dumpster. It explodes. And and they the gangsters think they're in the clear. They think that she's definitely dead but she has survived it and we get to the next scene, which is commissioner and the mayor. And I guess like a prosecutor, I don't know who the blonde person is in this room. Uh, she's an assistant DA to there you the, go. um, I think they're in the, they're it's with the district attorney and it's assistant district attorney in, in there with Gordon and yeah, yeah. It's Gordon wanting to like, find the real culprit and the assistant and the district attorney being like, Hey, listen, man, there's an election and we just gotta, we gotta solve this right quick. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know? he was like, I, I know that, you know, you're going to put your daughter in danger by having her like identify these gangsters, but like we need to identify these gangsters, you know? Uh, yeah. I think they used the, the blonde woman uh, assistant DA because they weren't sure if they could use Harvey Dent or not. Yeah. If he was Two-Face or not at this point, they left it a little ambiguous uh, as to if, you know, where where the timeline is as far as like, what are we pre-episode 17? Are we post-episode 17? You know, it is. What yeah, it is. like, yeah, like it seems like they try to like, it, it seems like thankfully they're, they're not too tied to, um, the goings on of the animated series, but they still want to try to keep up in case it's like, sure, someone picks up the book and they're 20 issues in and all they've watched of Batman and all they know of Batman is the animated series. So they're, yeah, yeah, but it's like they're kind of sort of, but not 
Yeah. So they're like, if if yeah. Harvey showed up and he's two faced in the show, it would mean that like, you know, like a kid might be like, I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, but they kind of skirt that whole issue. At any rate, they decide that Barbara's going to look through some some mugshots. She's going through oh, them. Also, with the police. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Special shout out to Barbara uh, eavesdropping with the glass to. to oh, to yeah, yeah. She's she's precocious. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> yes, yes. It's but... it's very like childlike kind of uh, detective work kind of thing. You know, yeah, and that's oh, and that's yeah. kind of how that's some Nancy that's Drew kind of yeah, yeah. That's kind of how she was like built in the in the previous uh, installment that she was in too, in the Harley Quinn issue. Like, yeah, she's not really Batgirl yet. She hasn't really trained with Batman, but like, she's she's like you know she's gonna she's gonna do what she can. She's gonna you know like put the glass against the the door and try to hear what's going on. Because she's an all-American girl and she got gumption, okay? She's, she's got, got gumption. gumption. You're she's right about that. She's uh, got uh, other t- t- sayings from the 50s and early 60s <laughs> that I can't quite remember right now. She's got uh, all of it. Got all so of she's, it. So she's going through uh, the, you know, the police. Oh, God. Jason, words. The, the lineup book? What do, you, what do you call that? What do you call that? Uh, A Facebook? A Facebook. She's going through the the uh, police book of mugshots, yeah. and she finds the guy who who definitely is the guy. She remembers him, and uh, you know she's like, "No, that's not the guy." And and she because she wants to take matters into her own hands. She wants to do the Batgirl thing. So she's sleeping at the police station because her life's in jeopardy, and she's like, "My life's in jeopardy, and I'm sleeping at the police station. I got to respect that." So. Uh, I'm going to dress as Batgirl and get out this window and start taking care of things, <laughs> which is which is great. Which brings us to act two, the smoking gun. Yeah. Yeah. Take us into oh, act two. God. Act two, the smoking gun is we find uh, Batgirl on a stakeout with she's just eating some some fast food, which I, I love. I love this old over the shoulder shot. Like, I know we talk about it a lot, but like Mike Parbeck just like. <laughs> just being like yeah you know what i'm gonna make this panel kind of difficult but it's gonna look cool afterwards you know yeah so she's standing on the rooftop it's over the shoulder so you can see the street below her and she's in the foreground like one foot on the edge of the building one foot on the rooftop uh because it's like elevated a little bit and she's got her her bag of fast food and she's like eating her burger or whatever and like staking it out yeah yeah and then uh robin happens upon her and she's obviously surprised and Robin's like, oh, yeah, no, I've been tailing this guy, too, but he's not in his apartment, you know, or he yeah. left. And she's like, and I just love the line of like, oh, what? How did you do that? Like silently, like, you know, moving from shadow to shadow when he wasn't looking. And he's like, yeah. And like, Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. That's how <laughs> that, good that, Dick Grayson is. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which also like like I was saying before, it's like just another like. Oh, why? Why? Hello. Hello, Robin. That's that's also a great little bit because you get this idea that like Robin is trained. Robin knows what he's doing. Yep. It's risky, but he's he's aware and he's like training to mitigate those risks. Batgirl is still like very much on her own. (laughs) 
Like not a lot of training, just a lot of gumption. Very precocious. But yeah, she's out yeah. there. And she's out there. Yeah. And then shown shown again of how they're having a conversation of, well, he's le- he's leaving now and we have to tail him. And Robin it out of earshot in the alley next door, hears some trouble going on and sees three three thugs uh, about to mug somebody. And he goes, hey, Batgirl throws her a uh, a transponder thing. Uh, you know, put this on his car without noticing. I got to go take care of something real quick. Right. You right. know, and and so she she jumps down and takes a big risk because she's at the top of a building and he's already going to his car. And she's just like, how the hell am I going to do this? And starts rushing down the fire escape and is like at the end of the fire escape and is like, he's going to get away. And she's like, well, she just jumps. Yeah. She know, hops and- the rail. Yeah, hops the rail, does the uh, the classic lands on awning and, you know, does some ninja flips down mm-hmm. to the street and gets the transponder on her car while Robin is just casually walking out of the alley, having beat the crap out of three grown men and just dragging them easily. Yeah, I you know, didn't, I, man, I did not realize like you, you were talking about that shot where he's carrying three grown men. He's got this didn't register in my brain the first time I read it. He's got one guy over one shoulder and then he's full on carrying with one arm. A mm-hmm. third guy. So on yeah. the same arm, one guy over the shoulder, carrying a third guy, dragging the other one. And he's dragging the other one with his right arm like that should yeah. be his stronger dominant hand. And he's stone cold lifting a grown man with one arm. I mean, obviously, comic books, whatever. But like, you know, it's like if you ever watch videos of, you know, Dick Grayson canonically is supposed to be this like trapeze artist from like when he was little, which is like Mm -hmm. a lot of gymnastics. And if you ever see those those insane people that can lift themselves up on rings like gymnasts, you know, and like it's like that that takes literally every single muscle in your body, not only being strong, it's. Yeah, it's just it's just very funny to me, too, of like this, like there's this dual thing of showing uh, of Batgirl being shown. She realizes that she's like really, really in way over her head here. Right. She's very green. Yeah. But also showing her like, God damn, Robin, that's mm, mm. <laughs> she's like, all right, Robin, how about that? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I, I think that like if I was giving dating advice, I'd be like. Hey, if you're strong enough and you're ever uh, on a first date with a girl and you see three guys trying to mug one guy, if you can beat the shit out of all of them and then pick all of them up, I think yeah. you got a second date. I think you got a second date. Yeah, I think you got a second date. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I also love her her sense of relief as like it shows like just how hard this was for Barbara to run down the fire escape take a risk and do this insane, likely right. involuntary ish flip, get the transponder on the car. And then she's slumped up against another car and she's like, Oh, and within the same second, like Dick Grayson isn't even out of breath. Yeah. Yeah. This is business as usual. Yeah. 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 He's like, Hey, you take care of that thing. All right, cool. They follow the car to an apartment. Yeah. 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 To, to an apartment. They break in. Oh, also, there's like a little like conversation of like, you know, Dick being like, well, don't don't you keep like lock picking tools and you, you don't keep anything in your utility belt? What do you usually do? Just force it? She's like, yeah, I just uh, I just force it. 
Yeah, you could tell she's she's like, I've 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 never done this before, but I don't want to tell him that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to tell him this utility belt's mostly empty because I don't know what the fuck to put in it. But <laughs> Jason, so, Jason, real quick, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had a utility belt, what would you hmm. put in it? Uh, for real, I would probably uh, let's see, uh, multi tool, good knife. Small first aid kit with a tourniquet, compass. Oh, I think that's about it. I think that's. I think. I think you can. I think you can do pretty well with. Yeah, with that. yeah, yeah. And get a lot. Yeah. Get a lot done. You know. Yeah. What What, what would you keep in your utility belt? Sandwiches. <laughs> See, that's the better answer. That's the better answer. Because it's because you know what? Because especially in an apocalypse scenario, I think if like. You happen upon a band of marauders and they're like, you're full of sandwiches. And they'll be like, my God, this man has sandwiches out of every this. This is amazing. We need and to like, keep well, him alive. You know, yeah. But if they come upon me and they're like, it's fucking prick. Just like he's just trying to tell us where North is like, <laughs> good, good job, buddy. Fuck off. <laughs> you, you know, like, uh, anyway, they break into the apartment. They break into the apartment and. <laughs> I love, then they literally break in like they break down the door yeah yeah uh just as a pinstripe zoot suit gangster who dropped off the the bomb briefcase is trying to clear out the <laughs> the boxes marked tnt they do have one quick conversation that i thought was pretty pretty neat where Batgirl's like hey robin uh how long have you been training before you started being robin he was like like six or seven years and he was like, why? And he was, she was like, oh, just just wondering. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's kind of like that. Um, I actually think I saw it circulating around Twitter where someone was like, yeah, you know, it, it, as an artist, it sucks to realize that like once you like really work at it and get older, that the advice of you just have to do it for a while is true. <laughs> and there's yeah. really no other better advice. You know, yeah, it's like, there's... yeah, man, it, t- it, t- it takes some time to get to that. There's like you know? a million videos on YouTube of like, here's how to draw heads. Here's how to draw trees. Here's how to draw this. Here's how to draw that. None of that. None of that's useful. Absolutely none of yeah. it. Like, yeah, you just you got to just be able to draw shapes in space convincingly. And then yeah. everything else you can break down into simple shapes. And then you just need time to figure that stuff out. Like people, yeah. people obsess. I know I'm like, I'm kind of popping off about this, but like oh, people pop off, motherfucker, pop off. People obsess about like, oh, do you have the right pencils? Oh, do you have the right inks? Oh, do you have the right brushes? Like, oh, like, it, like there's going to be some kind of like magical formula to like, yeah. Oh, if I, if I get this thing and I get this piece of knowledge and I watch this video and I read this book, then I'll be able to draw well. And it's like, no, it is all practice. It's, it's, yeah. Like, one of the few things, because like, you know, to be a good football player, it's practice, but it's also like you like study the plays, you watch the game tape, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Like, and it takes years. It takes, it takes years, years of doing yeah. that. But like, I really feel like drawing is literally all practice. It's like you. Oh, yeah. there is no substitute. There's nothing that a book is ever going to. Like you might need a book to like help you in in a, like a few places yeah. once you once you realize your deficiencies, but like it's it's really just about sitting in the chair and doing the work. I don't know if we brought this up on the pod before, but 
Remember the killer artboard? No. Maybe well, it wasn't or was it wasn't it didn't didn't um your old college friend Christian didn't he run that? Oh man. What was it called? Remember that message I board? Yeah, I don't remember. I thought what it was, was killer called. art. That's why that's how I remember it in my head. But I do remember that the fuck obviously the fucking rock star of that forum was uh Becky Clunan. And oh, yeah. anytime anytime she posted, people would like flip their shit because they're just like why are you even bothering with us? You're clearly right. like, dude, but someone I, asked her once, like what brushes she uses. Right. And she's just like, oh, whatever cheap bullshit I can get. She's like, that's pretty yeah. much all. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah, that's because it's not it's not the brush. It's it's Becky. It's the artist. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's the time in the put, table. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, man. I. Uh, I don't know if I ever told you this, but back then this was like early 2000s late 90s ish i guess early 2000s i wanted to get some zines from her she had like done a bunch mm. of zines and i had seen her work on the forums and i was like hey i want to buy some zines and she was like mail me a check so i put a physical <laughs> check in the this is how i bought zines online back in the day oh, yeah. phys- that's physical check in the mail for like i think it was like 20 or 30 bucks and she just sent me like basically everything she had. That's I, awesome. uh, I loved them. I still got them. They're, they're very cool. Oh, yeah. but she, she's still one of my favorite artists and writers even too. Like, uh, yeah, she, lo- she lo- actually watching her career. Grow. I took a picture recently, I think within the last year or so. And, uh, she was like, there's a, there's a bio page on one of the zines and she was like, I don't have that zine anymore. Can you take a picture of the bio page and send it to me? Cause I remember it being ridiculous. And I was like, sure. So yeah. Yeah. That, that's so awesome. That's so big, big, fan. big, big, big shout fan. out. Yeah. Big fan. Her, her art, not to go on too much about it, but I think something that I've always loved about her art, even as for God, for as long as I've been following her, yeah, her, right. her career is that even when she does her like really dark, like goth punk, like stuff that she's obviously just so perfect at, there's this like, there's this great amount of fun coming through it. Absolutely. You know, there's this great amount of like, you can just, I just get this feeling of like, when she's really on it, it's just like, she probably shrinks herself down to being like little eight year old, just with her drawing supplies, just making <laughs> making what she thinks is gonna be this this cool thing, you know. Right, just, right. Ah, oh, fucking great. Yeah, fucking great. Anyway, anyway, Batgirl and Robin crashing crashing into the place, <laughs> crashing into the place. They catch the guy just as he's about to flee, but also just as the cops show up. Oh, what? Yep. What do the cops want with this patsy? Because they were trying to get to the patsy before the cops did, because they think there's right. some underhanded things going on right and they in a, in a really comical way catch him tie him up in his in his uh suit jacket and then just yeah. sort of like they realize they're the cops and they just shove him out the front door <laughs> and the as the well, cops he, like speed he kind up. of like runs out the front door and they don't like Batgirl and Robin yeah. don't even realize the police are out there. He's just like, let me go. And he's like, I confess I did the whole thing. You got me dead to rights. And Robin's yeah. like, he's a little eager. Don't you think like what's what's yeah, going on here? Yeah. Yeah. And and the uh, the the rival uh, uh, D.A. and uh, uh, mayoral candidate police commissioner, the per- 
Yeah, yeah, or mayoral candidate, and like, uh, hopefully, like the new the commissioner who's going to replace Gordon. Because that's the yeah. other like plot line is that like you know this whole bombing thing was planned to make the current mayor and police commissioner look bad, so people right. wouldn't you know would would vote them out or murder um, them and, in the in the station. One of the other. Yeah. Yeah, either one, either one. But I do. I also, though, I do love the reveal of um, the mayor, the 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 new mayor, uh, Bob Hewlett. I, yeah. I, I just love that. Just that. It's just a really good like face for like. Oh yeah, villainous, come, smiling politician. You know, right? He comes out of the car, and it's like, yeah, smiling politician. You know, dot dot JPEG. It's it's you know exactly what you think it's it reminds me of um elect was it straight toasters that Sakevich made where like the politician had just like a xeroxed face smiling face uh i think it was ronald oh, reagan yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 good that's a weird good pull, pull but like yeah no yeah, that's yeah. a good dude that was a good pull that was a very good pull <laughs> yeah through oh, the yeah. whole issue it's just ronald reagan's smiling face and it turns into this emotionless like thing where he's just occupying that expression all the time, no matter what, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it's like, Oh, he's a politician. Yeah. And, and there's a, and it's a great, and, and in that panel of like the reveal of his face, there's a, a great old school, just like circle panel, uh, close up of Batgirl with the shot yeah. look of like, she's putting it all together now. She's like, yeah. Oh, Oh, I get, I, I see exactly what's going on. This page also great summer Gleason cameo. And, her mm-hmm. cameraman mm-hmm. from that uh, Clayface issue that we had where she was like falling in love with Clayface. Uh, I love that issue. And yeah, I, lo- I, I love the cameraman, too. I hope he shows up in more stuff. Also, even and even though this issue is slightly low on it because we only really have one goon, but still a very good goon. The, still uh, a very the, good the guy goon. who who, who yeah. planted the bomb, still a very good goon. And now that thrusts us into act three no justice no peace which i kind of enjoyed as a as a title of the act because <laughs> i'm like let's see this seems to be going a little hard guys but maybe that's yeah. my recent experience in the past 10 years I, yeah yeah I'm i think i think we're putting it. it through the lens of you know <laughs> it, the entire civil unrest that's happened in the last 10 years uh, yeah 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 totally totally you know we're in the gotham pd they got the guy that they caught is in a cell and uh, they're doing a shift change and one of the guys is sweating and the other the other one's leaving and he's like, have a good day, buddy. Don't let anybody escape. And he's like, what? Oh, <laughs> good one. Good one, guy. He's, and then, you know, the police officer clearly in the pocket of the mob or whatever, whatever's going on here, lets the guy yeah. go. And he's like, I'm only doing this because I need the money for and, and the dude exiting the cell. And he's like, whatever, I don't care. Like, do it for whatever reason <laughs> yeah. you got to do it for. I'll, just let me out. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Do what yeah, you want, yeah. man. I'm not here. I'm not here to make a friend. Yeah. So he hops in the car that's waiting for him in the alley. It's, full, it's filled with other goons, some Dick Tracy like guys. Mm-hmm. They give him a ticket to Asia in general, just Asia in general. And a Love suitcase that. full of money. Love that. Love they that. want him. They want him out of here. He's the he's the last contingency he's the string between the mayoral candidate who wants to to take over and the bomb and this guy Mm -hmm. will tie it all together so they want they want him out they want him in asia yeah if anybody listening to this 
really doesn't like me and wants me to go away, buy me a ticket to Asia and give me a million dollars and I will fucking go away. I'll figure out what part of Asia I want to be. Yeah, in. yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. It's a ghost. Yeah. Vanished. Standing. Yeah. Standing offer to anyone <laughs> listening to this million dollars ticket to in air quotes, Asia. I'm out of here. So they're driving to the airport. Robin comes crashing in, lands on the hood, punches the windshield. Man, Mike, Mike Powerbeck and like action is it's like so good. it's when he's in his element. I, I think I think that sometimes I wish I could like like a genie, like just make Mike Powerbeck, at least for uh, other like mainstream titles at this time, like go back and, and like be like, OK, Mike Powerbeck doesn't have the time to draw this whole issue, but he's going to do layouts. OK, mm-hmm. so like let him let him do the rough layouts because he's going to do the action better. And then you just draw your your sinewy muscles over that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But let let, Power, let Powerbeck handle the, uh, the the direction of it. Robin hits the windshield. The car's out of control, crashes. Robin hops off the car just before it crashes. He's throwing three batarangs at once. Just making short work of these dudes, you know, bopping them in the head, bopping them in the wrist. The the suitcase is down and open. The money's everywhere. The guy in the red oh, yeah. suit who is like bombing the place is trying to get away as Robin is like, you know, uh, mopping up the other goons. Making short work. We turn the page. And the guy runs into the first building he sees, and it's the. uh kind of like the reception hall for after the votes are counted for the candidate, but nobody's there yeah, yet. The, new, except, the new mayor candidate. Yeah. Nobody's there yet, except for the new mayor and the new commissioner candidates. And he's like, he's rushing in. He's like, it's all over. He's like, get hold of yourself. What happened? It's like, it's Robin. He attacked me. He's going to kill me. You're like freaking out. So, so they're in this conspiracy, right? And and Batgirl is like kind of behind the curtain. She's like, got you, motherfuckers. <laughs> she doesn't say she doesn't say motherfuckers. She's it's just implied. Like, I think it's, it's heavily implied. implied. <laughs> it's heavily implied. Heavily by, implied. By the look on her face and the camera in her hand, it is heavily implied. Mm. Yep. Yep. Until she is startled by a goon that's loading loading a crate, a classic law and order goon loading a crate. Oh uh, man, and that cap too with the cap, his red yep. cap as well that I love, yep. the classic goon, goon blue collar cap. So t- they're t- like, you know, no get her, get her, and she like vaults over the crowd. They all crash into each other. She's like, the the mayor candidate is like, now wait a minute here, young lady, and she just like spears through him to get out the door, and she loves every second of it. It's fantastic oh, yeah. for her. She's feeling the adrenaline. She she wants to get away with more stuff. It's awoken something inside her, et cetera, et mm-hmm. cetera. Mm-hmm. So, so we have uh, Batgirl and Robin on the uh, rooftop afterwards, and everything worked out great. She gives the film to Dick Grayson, and then she goes to college. She's packing her packing her suit away, and you know. Batgirl's like, I kind of wish that we could see each other more often, you know, when she's like saying that to Robin, because she saw him lift those dudes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we get the last page, which is Barbara at Gotham University. You know, Commissioner Gordon's dropping her off and she's like trying to find her way around the, the campus. 
She gets around a corner, bumps into Dick Grayson. And then uh, they kind of like papers fly everywhere. He helps her with the papers and stuff. And she says, I realized you're used to being driven, Grayson, but you got to watch where you're walking. And he's like, oh, another zinger from Gordon fails to hit its mark. And and that's it. <laughs> and yeah, I really liked it. I really liked that last page, especially because. We're living in this space right now where we don't have Barbara Gordon on the show yet, really all that much, at least as far as I can tell. And yeah, we have on the show. Eventually, it's going to be Dick Grayson becomes Nightwing. Barbara Gordon becomes in love with Batman, which is weird and gross. But like mm. table table that idea for a minute. That's weird and gross. Mm. And yep. we so we have that is going to happen in the future. But for right now. The Batman Adventures crew, they're like, oh, of course, Dick and Babs, you know, they get together. So we made this like little romance thing for Barbara and Dick. And and, yeah. you know, even though that doesn't work out for the animated series, it's like the seeds of it are here. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, and it's definitely like a, a, a really fun kind of a conflict of like they both have secret identities and they both. Right. You know, are Batgirl like, and Robin want to spend more time together, but they don't know that they are actually spending more time together <laughs> because they're both going yeah. to Gotham University and they know each other. Yeah, they know each other and like the end their relationship in their real lives are like it's much more like kind of like sarcastic, like, you know, giving each other shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. So is, what was your that, that was your overall thought of the issue? Like pretty good, but not like in yeah. comparison to the other uh, uh, Batman adventure. I man, I really liked it. It was a better issue than the other. I think every other Bat book except for the Joker movie book. I think that book is. Yeah. The the Joker makes a movie where he kills Batman storyline that's going on in uh, night quest is just so killer. It's so good. Yeah. I think other than that one, it's the best book on the stands, but I, I don't think this is the best Batman book. There's a couple of really great moments, but mm -hmm. overall it just didn't, I don't know. It didn't really like click for me. I think maybe cause there's not a great villain. It's just like, a patsy that like the mayor candidate planted and like that's it you know what i mean yeah yeah like it's it's definitely the the focus is definitely supposed to be obviously more on batgirl and kind of building up her character so like yeah, you know exactly. her a bit better for probably for future stories and stuff and so like mm -hmm. yeah they probably didn't want to pay too much attention to the like the villain of the week kind of right. thing they've been right. doing so far you know yeah and it's, I, I and it's fine it works, like gives you a little insight yeah. into Batgirl. But it was like, I don't know that we're not getting anything that we didn't already get from the Harley Quinn first appearance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I get. Yeah, that's she's true. like precocious. She's going to she's going to get into things. She's going to find her way out because she's smart and, and reliable. And, you know, I don't know. She's she's like yeah. able to problem solve, think outside the box. You know, these these things that inertly make her a good hero. And so it's like we're kind of playing that song again, but or with in, Dick inherently. Grayson this time, you know? Yeah. 
So it's like. Yeah, yeah. so it's like I, I'm into it. It's not bad. It's just not. Mm. I don't think it's kind of hit the same bar that like like the summer Glee- Gleason Clayface issue is so good. But we're talking we're talking about like like that's a that's a 10 out of 10. And this is like a seven or an eight out of 10, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But how, how much do you think? I don't really think that much, but like how much do you think us reading some of just not very good bat books along with uh, Batman Adventures is kind of. Kind of pushing it up a little bit. You, you think know, so? You know what I mean? Like by contrast, like, you, we're like, we're like, well, yeah. Do you think it's? it's it, do you think it? I mean, I don't really think so because I, I think mean, there's the like. Here's here. Okay, here's my take on that. Mm. I think that it's important to have historical context. Like, I don't think you could run this story now and have it well received for a lot of different reasons. So true, I think it's important true, true. to have it within historical context. I don't know if I told you this, but I, I'm also um, I chipped away at reading a lot of the Green Lantern around this time and a lot oh, of yeah. uh, <laughs> Spectre books around this time as well. Ooh, I remember those being pretty good, actually. I should revisit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Mandrake uh, did the Spectre and it's it's pretty good. Uh, right. So I kind of like I, I kind of want to like wrap my head around just like, you know, mid 90s books in general while we're reading this. Mm-hmm. And I think that these books stand out to be timeless. And a lot of the other ones don't. And I think that mm. it, the contrast does elevate it a little bit, but it also just like I it just I don't know, it illustrates like why these books are special. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a really I've I've that's a really good way of looking at it. I haven't I haven't thought about the um the the timelessness factor of it, how you can just keep on going back to it, you know. Right. And like how much that elevate that's actually last night hanging out with some friends that to just make conversation. I, I walked into the middle of it when I showed up at the bar of like my friend Zach was just asking like you know, what do you like? What's your favorite sitcom of all time? Like, what, what do you think yeah. is the best sitcom of all time? Blah, blah, blah. And one of the ones I mentioned was like 30 Rock because of like the insane rewatchability of it. Sure. And but that that helps make it timeless because it's the, the way it's written and the how packed it is. It rewards yeah. you coming back to it. And that's so I don't think that's something you can truly engineer when you're making a thing. You can just, just, it's like we were just talking about before with like the whole uh, art advice, you know, it's like, you just have to try to make the best story you can. Right. And hopefully in 10 years, it'll still be really good. But it's also, you don't know when you make art too, it's, it's like you're seeing all the stuff that people are making around you. And, and what happens is you kind of like, start to one up or internalize trends or, you Mm. know, like, like see how somebody else wrote something and then you write something similar, but put your own spin on it. So it's like, there's that, that happens, which is why I think that if these, if this book came out today, it wouldn't necessarily work as well in a, a modern context, but it's still timeless. Like it still works enough that it's still really great. 
Um, yeah, I don't think that yeah. I don't think the Joker story with him like trying to kill Batman and make it into a movie. I don't know if that necessarily works as well. You're like that is kind of like stuck in its in its day. Uh, I I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a weird thing to like. You always have to put art in context. Otherwise, it just doesn't make any sense at all kind of thing. Because it doesn't exist and it doesn't um, you don't create it in a vacuum, you know, so of course. So like even so even if you're not directly influenced by what's going on at the time or even if you don't think you are there's a part of it that is and we see in the letters column to batman adventures all the time of people saying oh like thank you for making this like you know more uh kind of mainline superhero books because everything's gotten so dark and that i think it it's probably uh, when they were creating the book the whole creative team was probably like Oh, cool. We get to create something that's now in reaction to all this grim, dark stuff. Right. That's Instead going of just on. falling and, in line with it. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing. Yeah. The and, other thing that yeah. I think is kind of neat about that is that um, at the time in the Batman books, there's no Bruce Wayne Batman right now. And there hasn't been for months and months. And yeah, then he's just gone. He's just gone. And then also Barbara's shot, you know, so she's yeah, Oracle. Yeah. So it's like. If you want to, if you want Bruce Wayne as Batman, if you want Barbara Gordon as Batgirl, if you want Dick Grayson as Robin, like this is your book. There's nothing else for you, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think I think that that really it's it's elevated because of that as well. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. I I think I think it is important to. Yeah, you're right. the, The the context around, you know, like when you talk about like you know, even like a, like Renaissance art or something like that. It's like, well, okay. Yeah. You know, these figures were painted in this way because it meant this thing originally to the people at the time. And it doesn't, it it doesn't mean you have to know the context, uh, to, to enjoy a piece of art, but it is, I I guess, well, when when you're being critical of it, it's important to know the context of the thing that you're, yeah. Criticizing. Uh, do you like this issue? Yeah, yeah, I liked I liked it a lot. I thought I thought it was cute, but I definitely do agree that like in comparison, not to, as strong as some previous issues. But I yeah, think it's like, like even the last I issue, it, you know. Yeah, I think it's like it's better than the Man Bat issue that we did, but it's like worse than the one where Joker imprisoned a cartoonist and like carted him around to his murders. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That one was, there's a spectrum that's forming in the Batman adventures for us that I think is, is kind of interesting. Yeah. 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 It, it definitely seems like they, um, had a lot more fun. Like, it seems like, I think like you mentioning, um, Mike Parbrick, maybe not knowing exactly how they want him to draw a Batgirl in this context. Um, It it also seems like they're not exactly sure what they, how they want them to write her, but they already know like what they can do with Joker. So they're just like, yeah, "Yeah, we're just going to do this really fun Joker thing. And they're just like kind of flying with it. And it seems like maybe when they were making this, they were just like trying to keep it as even as possible. So someone wouldn't, you know get mad at them or whatever to right right because it's still got to tie into the show um i wonder how much of this 
like how much communication was happening between this team and the and the show runners because they also you know backed off from using Harvey Dent and I'm like mm. that it feels like I don't know if there was like a first draft of this where that there is Harvey Dent in there or not or what but like yeah it 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 feels like they're this issue in particular is tr- is like walking right up to the line of like what can we get away with and still have it be this show's book you know yeah yeah of not not stepping on their toes and like making right. a problem for them of like to have some fan be like oh but in in the comic book barbara uh did like this thing so how come in the cartoon is like oh god yeah, I yeah, have to yeah. Go through this shit. <laughs> yeah 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 still good though still still really good you want to you want to get into the letters yeah let's get into these letters let's get into them All right. I, I sent them into you. Um, this was a pretty uneventful letters column, in my opinion. Uh, a lot of just general praise this time around. But there was one that I wanted to read. I was going to check to see if this letter this person had written in before, because I think there was I think we read a letter that was like Robin super hot. And and I'm writing in to tell you about it. And I think this is the fits same perfectly person in our theme. Yeah, it fits perfectly in the theme. So let me read this one to you. Dear Scott, let's end this controversy about Tim's costume once and for all. Fellow Bat fans, it's cold in Gotham. All right. You can't condemn the poor boy to shorts forever. I'm sure Tim would consider it an honor. And notice how uh, cleverly the R's are different. Uh, differentiated besides do you want to be the one to tell him he's got to change back to issue 14 it was another stunner my current favorite 14 was the um ventriloquist issue where robin snagged him out of the bank yeah that was a great issue um yeah it was my current favorite wonderful issue i don't know how i make it to next month without more but that is the job of the fan as we bear our burdens as with as much dignity and elan as you scott bear yours that was Jennifer Eisman, self-appointed president of the Dick Grayson Fan Club, West Coast Division, San Francisco, California. And Scott wrote, hey, thanks, Jennifer. I've been accused of uh, having I've never been accused of having dignity and Elan before. Feels kind of weird. Sorry, I had to cut your letter a bit, but it's time for and it was the the winners for the for the uh, yeah. original art. Yeah. So I thought that was I thought that was kind of a neat letter. Because uh, yeah, a lot of D- dignity and Alon. Good job, yeah. Jennifer. Good. Yeah, good job. Good, good use of your th- that. Good job. Look, oh. A lot of the letters were talking about how Robin is, you know, Dick Grayson's in the wrong costume. Blah 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 blah. It's like yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to deal with it. Yeah, all right, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Let me yeah. see if there's another. There's a couple of short ones. Dear Scott Peterson. Please have a Batgirl series. Some people say they don't want it, but I love issue number 12. I'm a serious Batman collector, and Batgirl is one of my favorites. I would love to add a series of her to my collection. That's from Joshua Dooley, age seven, Hoxett, New Hampshire. Oh, that just makes the I'm a serious Batman collector so much adorable. Yeah. He said, Scott says, well, no series yet, Joshua, but I, I hope you like this issue. Okay. 
Yeah. To be like age seven and be like, I'm a serious Batman collector. I'm like, that's adorable. Yeah. The, fuck. Yeah. Let's, let's get, get that kid a bunch of a bunch of bat books, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I, I wonder. He, he probably I, I hope any and any actual kid writing into and, and they likely did because like you know comic book offices are always like littered with comp issues and shit like i hope they got like sure. special little like here's here's a pile of like comp issues kid like just like surprise sent to them yeah like, yeah yeah i know, you know if that if keep, that keep happened them, to me as a hooked. kid it would it would blow my mind it would blow my mind yeah oh me too yeah yeah, yeah. gotta gotta keep them hooked man you gotta you gotta get them in there you want the uh stinger for the next issue Sting me, baby. Everyone in Gotham's having nightmares, and they're all exactly the same ones. What can it mean? Except Scarecrow's back. Kelly, Mike, Rick, Rick, and Rich bring you Batman Adventures 19, A Tale of Terror. See you then, Scott. Ooh. Yeah, I yeah. love that cover. Can't can't wait. Can't wait for it. Yeah, we're getting uh, we're getting Scarecrow back. I for a second I was like, is this the first time we get a return villain? But Joker came back from issue three to the one where he was carting around the artist and bringing him yeah. to his murders, making his own comic. Did we have book. the ventriloquist twice? Uh, I think we only had the ventriloquist once. It was just the bank mm. one. Um, okay, yeah, in adventure. Okay, yeah, we had him. In yeah, the, within uh, the, within like adventure. The mainline back bad yeah, books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but this will be a uh, return of Scarecrow from the uh, two issues that we did like very early on. I think it was five and six, if memory serves. Uh, yeah. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, start playing Return of the Mac, you know, yeah. as oh, you. No. Oh, no. I will not. <laughs> Jason, I will not cut that in. Do not listen, let, Jason. Let, I know I send you the podcast. Do not download the podcast, recut in Return of the Mac, and then re upload it. Whatever you do, Return of the Mac never No, no, I no, but all, all I want to say is because the, the, the line should be for Scarecrow is that it's Friday night, he feels a fright, and the nightmares are here on the west side. Oh my god. That was very good. That was very good. <laughs> oh my thank god you. thank you <laughs> are there podcast awards i feel like i just won one right then <laughs> you should you All should right. win one for for putting for putting up with with me as your co-host that's, that's what you should win one for <laughs> you uh you want to hit the two read pile yeah 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 All right, man. It's been like three days since I talked to you. <laughs> what, yeah. Are you reading anything? I, I did. I did have something kind of prepared because, yeah, we're, we're you know, uh, it, it, short distance between the last episode we recorded. But yeah, we're doubling. Uh, up. I was. Yeah, but I was rereading um, Egg Cream number one by uh, Liz Suburbia. And within that it has a uh, sequel chapter to her wonderful book that's available on fantagraphics uh called uh, sacred heart and it's just her cartooning is is beautiful she has this great sort of like i don't know in my mind her her style her her artistic style is this like i call it like the um american punk rock cartooning and and yeah. just done super super well like if you if you know that those kinds of 
artists like Silver Sprocket and mm. all those people. It's it's definitely in that like like vein. It's just so so good and and uh and it makes me want to read Sacred Heart uh Sacred Heart again. And it's about these teenagers who are uh, left alone in this town that's cut off from the world because of this natural disaster. And they were all part of this weird cult and there's no adults and they're all trying to figure things out while like people go missing. Some people die, they're running out of food. It's all very like how it's very, very harrowing. And uh, it's just so well done. And uh, I, I can't recommend uh, all, all of her work. And just look up Liz Suburbia. That's my, big recommendation her, her her stuff is just so so fantastic so so that sounds cool so wonderful yeah yeah highly recommend did you you, you get into anything in the uh in the i read short something time off between episodes i I, had, I didn't read anything in the short time off but i did read some additional stuff over break uh that i would love to bring to the pod i read uh james stokes uh orphan and the five beasts first trade paperback of that um it's fucking crazy. It's like a kung fu movie, uh, but with with James Stokes art. It's uh, this, you know, master and student and the master did something in the past that, that now that he's going to you know die. He's he's putting on the responsibility to the to the student. And it's these like five, uh, you know, people who learned these techniques that he taught them in order to like kill this bandit Lord. Right. So he taught them these techniques and he was like, it's very important that you like come back for the additional training, because if you don't, these techniques will like rot you to your core, basically like turn you into a beast instead of a person. So like these it's about their, this new student who is now going into the world and trying to find these five beasts in order to take care of them. And it sounds very like basic on paper, but like, so the first one is, is this like leg beast. He's like, has all these like leg moves, like these kicks and stuff, you know, but he's like a person. Oh, yeah. He's like a person. And the, the student has like a, a spear and she manages to like, bisect the beast the the man so like legs removed from torso and then <laughs> and then a little tiny torso grows out of the legs and he's like you just trimmed the fat motherfucker like I'm, let's go <laughs> it's fuck yeah it's very good it's over the top it made me want to read more james stokes stuff uh he he's done a lot of stuff over the years um he did a Godzilla, uh, a couple of Godzilla books that I kind of want to check out. Um, I'm actually going to hit the shop comic shop tomorrow. I might go see if they have them there. So, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That looks I was I was just looking looking that up. That's that that looks amazing. I know I've seen his art before. Uh, yeah. And that's exactly a, like a very distinct style. Like if you look him up. Yeah. You will know if you've seen his stuff before because it all kind of looks the same. It's hyper detailed. He has a particular yeah. way of coloring it that like is very unique to him. Um, yeah, it's very good. Uh, I I don't think I've read a ton of his work before. This was this actually came recommended to me by um, Simon, another colorist who hangs out in my discord. 
he was like, I just read this and it was fucking rad. And I was like, I like rad stuff. I will also read this. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, thank you, Simon, for the recommendation. <laughs> I enjoy rad things. <laughs> Jason, that's just, you know, a little snippet of my brain. That's that's what that is. <laughs> that's that's what, hey, I hey, I I could get I could get rad. I could <laughs> get your get your uh, giant skateboard, your giant 1992 era skateboard <laughs> with like the 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 really the really heavy um uh, uh plastic rails, you know, yep, under them yep, for yep. and I'm like, hey, you know what? Grinding. You know what? I'm, I think I'm gonna get red. I think I'm just gonna get red. <laughs> and Q, holy shit! Should even though I haven't read these books. Uh, because because of rad i'm like what we what i need to do is i need to get these books and then i need to listen to uh the tony hawk pro skate skater 2 soundtrack mm -hmm, mm -hmm, while mm -hmm. reading them because yes yes that's a very radical soundtrack reading Jason, some rad you act books, like i'm not i'm not know? currently listening to the tony hawk soundtrack right this very second Every day, constantly, it's, it's put a strain on your relationship, but with your wife. But you have to, you have it's to re the, it's remain. It's the only thing that gets me through the day. <laughs> remain radical thank, everybody thank you for listening if you've made it this far yeah also i'm sorry i guess i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sorry about everything <laughs> <laughs> but but do do check out that james stoke book uh you can find me on on twitter at nick phil uh also, also my discord i i just started to figure out what I'm going to do with the stream for the year. I think that what I'm going to try to do is on Saturdays, record the podcast with you and then Saturday night, uh, stream some fire emblem. So I'm going to be streaming, uh, radiant dawn on the Wii. Uh, the Wii's picture looks like shit. The stream is going to look like shit, but like you should come and hang out anyway. It's going to be a good time. Uh, and then on Thursdays, I was going to do uh, art streams, so I'm going to try to keep that up consistently. We'll see how that goes. Uh, obviously, you know, life, everything gets in the way. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think yeah, I'll try to come, make come, those. Uh, I'll, I'll hang out. I'll, I'll try to hang out for for some of those streams. I think I should I should make make more of an appearances on more. Yeah, of yeah. Uh, on I'm going to be at twitch.tv slash Nick Phil if you want to if you want to check that out. But if you want to figure out where where i'm at everywhere uh link tree slash nick phil uh yeah that'll give you all the links to all the things yeah and we're at world's uh second finest on twitter you know uh world second with the the number two in the middle mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. i'm also at king of black acid on twitter i'm being i'm being a lazy bum about it but i'm really uh needing to uh just set up a separate, just like an actual website for us and for myself as well, for other things that I want to do. I mean, do, if you so. want to, well, it's not, it's well, not we'll, urgent. We'll, no, I know it's not urgent, but we'll see at what point in 2023 I can get to any of that. And I can okay. like stop, I can stop like 
proclaiming how ashamed I am on like for still being on Twitter or something as if anybody gives a fuck, you know, like, <laughs> I do got to say, you know, Twitter, Twitter got funny again once McCarthy stopped, uh, was not able to get voted as speaker over and over oh, and God, over that, again. That was so beautiful. That was our very own boat stuck in the Suez Canal. Like it was funny, but it also had disastrous real world consequences. <laughs> yes, hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Yeah, great analogy. But but I, I I love it whenever something happens and humanity just collectively comes together and goes, yes, let's laugh into this void because that's all we can fucking do. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, thank you oh, for listening, God. everyone. Thank you for listening.